You know. Is there No, I could see, you know, money by, by Pink Floyd, but uh, comfortably numb. I, I don't know. Now, now, thanks. Thanks to our ever clever uh, 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 control room operator, Josh. I, can, I am now mocking. I can hear it now. I'm going to be attacked in public session at the Manchester School Board for mocking the opioid epidemic because we played comfortably numb. <laughs> That's a bumper. Oh, well, talking about budgets. <laughs> Josh, you've developed quite a sense of humor with the music. Oh, it was a mistake. (laughs) Continuing now with Arthur Green of the New Hampshire School District Governance Association and a former member of the Timberlane Budget Committee. He is uh, he's Mr. Potato Head at the moment talking to us about how taxes go up unexpectedly high uh, after administrators kind of, well, you know, say, well, there's only a 2% increase in spending. And uh, that was it was actually pretty good stuff. So, Arthur, I'll let you pick up where you took off. If you have any questions about the uh, about the discussion, though, you can give us a call at 606-6762. That's 606-6762. So when people get outraged by these tax increases, the go-to argument that I've heard from so many people um, uh, is, well, we can't help it because we're having costs downloaded onto us by the state government. And there is some truth to that. Well, maybe there's some truth. So that's that's what the seminar a week Saturday is all about. That's Saturday the 18th. Uh, It's entitled Downloading Myths and Facts, How New Hampshire School District Budgets Are Impacted by the State. And um, it's... um, going to be Saturday, November 18th, 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, we have a guest, um, uh, a guest speaker, Representative Karen Umberger, is the chair of the House Finance Committee Division 2. And the House Finance is split into three committees. Division 2 deals with uh, uh, school district budgets among, um, among not school district budgets, mm-hmm. state uh, uh, school budgeting, amongst other things. The, uh, the seminar is going to be held at the Naki S. Loeb School of Communications. That's uh, in Manchester, uh, 749 East Industrial Park Drive. Uh, it's down in the southeast quadrant, um, uh, just off uh, Candy Road. And um, it is um, um, uh, open to the public, um, $15 admission for, for non-members. Uh, advanced registration is required, and the... Uh, sdganh.org sdganh.org is our website uh, and there is a registration link uh, on that landing page will there be any potatoes as a snack there will be a continental breakfast that will not include potatoes but will include coffee uh, and other nice things uh, to uh, refresh yourself so op- we open doors at 8:30 for uh, registration and um uh and uh, Continental Breakfast, 9 o'clock to noon, Saturday, November 18th. And we're going to tease the issue apart. Uh, and, and, and Rich, I, I think that, you know, you talk about being able to disagree with people civilly. I think this is one of these issues where you and I don't share 100% the same perspective. And that's fine, because what we're going to do on Saturday is going to, we're going to tease it apart so that we're all 
working from a common set of facts when we discuss these issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, after we tease all that apart, we may still have a difference of opinion. But um, there, are, there are three major buckets that we're going to be talking about. One, num- bucket number one is the state grants. That means this whole um, mm-hmm. set of adequacy aid, catastrophic aid, building aid, transportation aid. So the, there, there's a set of rubrics under which the state gives grant money to local school districts. That's, that's number one. Um, number two is um, the uh, financial impact of um, the uh, uh, LGC Health Trust. Well, I should just Local say Health Trust. Yeah. Uh, health Trust is the, um, um, I guess, state agency that operates a health insurance plan. I don't think Manchester is part of that. I think Manchester is self-insured. Yes, so that are. would apply to some districts but not others. And then the third piece is the New Hampshire retirement system. And... Um, there's been a lot of discussion of the the uh, what New Hampshire retirement system does, um, what the impacts there are. There's an element whereby in uh, past years, for many years, um, state of New Hampshire uh, paid a direct subsidy for a portion of the employer contribution to the New Hampshire retirement system. They stopped doing that in 2012. Mm. But at the same time, the other thing that's been happening is that the New Hampshire retirement system is um, terribly underfunded and has been struggling to um, raise their rates in order to catch up and put the system on a sound financial footing. Which they- So those two, th- those two issues have, have um, interacted very strongly, and the net result of it has been a big increase in retirement yeah. system costs borne by the school districts. Well, and let, let me put that into some context or perspective for people. Uh, in my capacity as the chairman of the finance uh, committee, I asked for uh, a bunch of historical data going back to uh, the last year that Bedford was fully at Manchester High School West, which was 2007. And Uh, One of the things that uh, jumped off the page at me in doing that retrospective was despite the fact that we have um, significantly less staff today than we did back then, our retirement costs, our state retirement costs in this district have quintupled. We now spend in the city of Manchester $13 million, more than $13 million a year on uh, payments to the state retirement system. We spend 17, to give that number a little perspective, we spend 17 to $18 million on health insurance, and we spend $13 million on all of our debt service combined. So uh, so when, when people like me take a look at the state pulling back its uh, sources of uh, you know, either downshifting costs or removing revenues, I, I have some pretty damning evidence on my historic... Uh, my, my historic data uh, that that says exactly that. And you have to remember how local communities were enticed to participate in the retirement system when the state created it. And in order to get their participation, they said they would fund 35% of the cost. And they did until they didn't. 
So now we're picking up that 35% in addition to what they need to do to make it solvent, which has just been a brutal one-two punch. The other thing I want to mention, and a very important piece of the puzzle, is that it's not just the employers who are bearing a a higher portion of the uh, retirement contributions. Part of the 2012 change was that a significant portion was shifted onto the employees. Yep, they they saw the design and the design the design point of that change was that the shift to the employees was intended to offset the reduction of the um, the uh, state grant. It did, uh, which which if you looked at it from a strictly, I guess static point um, of, of um, uh, what the grant had been the prior year, you could say that what the state was doing was downshifting or, or downshifting their um, contribution onto the employees as opposed to onto the employers. But the big difference and what's been um, um, very impactful to school districts since that change went into the effect is that 100% of the impact of the rising contribution rate to try to do the catch-up, 100% of that has fallen on the employer. So um, one thing, one thing that, uh, that Rich and I both like is we both like to see charts over time. With, charts and graphs. With charts and graphs. Um, money, potatoes, bananas, whatever the numbers are. <laughs> <clears throat> but we 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 like to see the facts, and um, that's what we're going to be doing on Saturday. We're going to be walking through all the facts so that we can have um, um, fact-based discussions on topics like this. I hate fact-based discussions. All right. So, and now is this? Now I, I can tell you, several members of the Manchester Board of School Committee uh, attended, in addition to myself, the seminar that you folks did on special education. Uh, Doctor uh, B- Vargas, Superintendent Vargas, uh, was also there. He thought it was a very helpful seminar, as did many members of our board. I'm I'm raising that because I I, I want to know whether or not this is more or less going to follow the same format, which was fairly interactive with people making a presentation people being able to ask questions or make points during that presentation and generally having a Q&A session afterward. Um, <clears throat> we're going to be splitting. We're, we're going to have essentially three, uh, three segments in the morning. Um, one segment is going to be dealing with state grants. Uh, another segment is going to be dealing with uh, health trust and uh, uh, New Hampshire retirement system. Mm-hmm. The third segment is going to be... Um, 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 Karen, uh, uh, representative of uh, Umberger's uh, presentation, each segment is going to be highly interactive, is going to involve lots of time for Q&A. The first two segments, um, because I'm going to be doing them, I can tell you are going to be extremely information dense. um, And, uh, you know, by all means, um, you know, Bring uh, bring a sharp pencil uh, and uh, and and uh, and a pad. Well, it, it, here's a question for you though, because you know I uh, 
uh, what the, someone goes to a seminar, right? So what ends up happening, you go to a, a two or three hour seminar, you get some facts, you get some information, and you know what they say, sometimes a little information is dangerous. Um, what, for attendees, whether they're members of the public, uh, a taxpayer group, uh, the elected officials that, uh, who are the intended uh, beneficiaries of this, uh, let's say they go. And they start poking around in their school district and they take a look and they say, hmm, this doesn't quite jibe with what I learned at the seminar. Uh, what can they do? Can they call on Arthur Green and, uh, uh, or some other member of the School District Governance Association and say, can you take a look at something for me? Because you guys said one thing and my business administrator is telling us something else or our school board just did this. And uh, is, is, does the association provide that level of assistance if asked? Um, absolutely, we d- and we do have confirm- uh, contact information on our uh, on our website. But what you can expect on Saturday, <clears throat> um, and I w- and you use you, you use the word um, you talk- we're talking about the SDGA um, having an education mission um, earlier this morning. I always feel a little uncomfortable when I hear that, and and we do use that, but. I prefer to think of it as um, a sharing mission, a networking mission. Um, what you can expect on Saturday is to go through in detail how to use public information sources mm-hmm. so that it okay. isn't just a matter of what you heard from Arthur or what you heard from your business administrator. It's a matter of what you can so you're going to show people where they can from, go and get the data from the source data and where that source, how to find that source data, and how to handle it and make sense of it, so that you're in a position when your business administrator s- 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 uh, tells you something, not to say, yeah, but Arthur Green said this, but the Department of Education website report shows this right and you will have okay. the facts and know where to find those facts well and i and i think i think that's important for people to know because ultimately um one of the things that happens here is and i can't tell you how many times i've seen this in the manchester school district you get some administrator that says well the special ed laws say that we have to do it this way and we get a new superintendent and the new superintendent um says no and you, you don't, as a school board member, you don't have a clue who to believe. And unless you're going to start digging through U.S. code or all the other stuff that reads like a bunch of gibberish to the normal person, um, it, it's a very difficult situation. So what you're saying, Arthur, is that in this presentation by Karen Umberger, who leads that uh, finance division that governs school districts, yourself and other presenters, you're going to do sort of like a show and tell. You're going to show people where they get this data on the State Department of Education website, this data from the state uh, budget uh, you know, page on the, on the general court, whatever it is. You're going to show attendees where they can go get the laws, the rules, the policies, the facts governing the area of budgeting so that they can review them themselves and use them in their discussions. So it's not Arthur said or that this said or that that said. It's, gee, RSA 32 colon 12 says, and we're not doing that. Right. And, and oh, here is the state-published adequacy aid calculation worksheet 
that shows the exact average daily membership that was used for our district yeah. to say how much we are getting in, be, due to uh, kids on free and reduced lunches or due to kids with IEPs mm-hmm. or or uh, due to kids uh, needing uh, extra help uh, with English as a second language. All right. So one more time, when and where and how do people register? Um, it's uh, Saturday, November 18th, 9 a.m. to noon. Sorry, it's a Saturday morning, but it's the time that we can all get together. Doors open at 830 um, the registration link is on our website, sdganh.org. That's that, School, District, School District Governance Association of New Hampshire, sdganh.org. Um, and um, we do need advanced registration, $15 for members of the public. Um, we think that this would be of particular interest to people who are or have been school board members uh, in their towns or possibly budget committee members. Um, or their taxpayer advocates. Or or taxpayer act, act advocates or just interested. All right. Arthur Green, thank you for spending a couple segments with us bright and early here on the Drought Large Radio Show. As always, it's our pleasure. Thanks, Rich. We're going to take a break for whatever we can get done between now and the top of the hour. We'll be back with the news. Stay with us.